everyone. Welcome to Terror Talk in the end of March. Man, where is this year going? I know, right? But before that, I did want to tell you, before we, you know, say, wow, three months are gone. Where did they go? I mean, you know what? I think they washed away in the rain is what they did they in did. California. But, but I did want to mention that my local movie theater... And if your local movie theater is not doing this, I, I say you sign a petition. But my local movie theater, if you go and you say, hello, I'd like some junior mints, they say, would you like regular or frozen? And I said, what? And he goes, this delightful person said, I can get you some from the refrigerator. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? And so they brought me junior mints from the refrigerator. I mean, that's the best way to eat those. And then if you throw them on the popcorn and the salt melts. I'm like, this man knows how to sell. I'm going to make some popcorn tonight. Okay. I just want to mention that. I know I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that I'm really excited because baseball season. <laughs> that's all. Just oh, having my that thought. start? Just having, well, they're in spring. Well, March, if. We're recording early. End of March is, you know, Dodgers opening game is the end of March. So Okay, so it probably already happened. Right on. <sighs> How are you feeling about the Dodgers this season, Cavi? I can't make a comment because we get really far until we don't. Yeah. And it's frustrating. Well, baseball seasons are very long. But I'm also a Detroit fan, so, you know. <laughs> you I, can just switch over to that if well, I've, <laughs> things I've get too horrible. I have two really good teams that have done well in previous seasons but then they both get to the world series or, or close to the world series and then it's like well never mind <laughs> um, with the exception of the pandemic is when the dodgers decided we would win it was just like oh. really and we had like five people in the crowd no and i don't even think we ended up having a parade because of the pandemic so anyway it, this is not a baseball podcast i'm just to soothe your to soothe your angst, I just want you to know that you can get a Leatherface action figure from Trick or, Trick or Treat Studio. They they just released those, right? Oh yes, I saw that. You can also get a Ghostface shirt from Cavity Colors. It's pretty cool. It's very colorful, and it's got the Ghostface on it. There's some there's a lot of merch that's a lot of fun right now, and of yeah. course Scream Factory always has great stuff. So I saw those Leatherface and ones. Fright Rags. Like if you guys yeah. don't subscribe and get texts and stuff from Fright Rags, they the always best. send out some great stuff. So Scream Factory, Fright Rags. We're going to Monster Palooza in just like two months. Over a little over two months, we're gonna go to Monster Palooza and pick up some some shizzle. We're gonna take pictures with people and buy things. That's what, that's basically what we do. Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you agree. I do agree. Just for anyone who is waiting on bated breath, March 30th is the Dodgers opening game against Arizona. So um, when this airs, yeah, it happened yesterday. Uh, but we don't know the outcome. We won. Dodgers won. <laughs> there you go. So I just wanted to also throw out there, since we're we're th throwing some marketing stuff out there. Sure. That Peacock is throwing out some really good stuff right now. And, and I know that we're recording earlier than our March episode, but I'm assuming it's still going to be on there. Peacock's getting better at horror, honestly. It's, it's one of those apps that people, a lot of people aren't sure if they want it, but I think it's getting, just like Hulu, it's getting better over time. There's so many really good classic ones that they're streaming right now. One being my friend Dahmer that came out in 2017 and this takes place when he was a child and it does like all of his childhood. It, it really explains. One. Yeah, I liked that one a lot. I did um, too. See what else is going on is Body Bags, which is a fun one from 1993. Willard from 1971. Day of the Dead. Mm. Prom Night. Mm -hmm. Ginger Snaps. Night of the Demons. 
Bad Moon, which is a fun one, Abominable, and then I think there's also one or two more. But hmm. yeah, I just like it's cool to see when they these apps put all like the old oldies book goodies up. Well, and they're known Peacock's kind of known for having a lot of the classics. So if yeah. that's something you like, then that might be a good one for you. Mm-hmm. I know about like I think about half of our Discord community, which is made up of our patrons, has that. They're also, they're also streaming a movie called Mikey. I don't know if you remember this one, Shannon. It came out in 1992. Brian Bonsall, who played the little brother, mm. Andy, on Family Ties mm. back in the day. This movie was really creepy. It was about a child psychopath. Yeah. I just, I can't remember if it was like a made for TV or if it was an actual, but it's, it's kind of terrifying. That sounds kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And it's so random that it was, uh, so it has Hellraiser's Ashley Lawrence and Brian Bonzel from Family Ties when he was little. <laughs> so it's just kind of random. But I, I do remember when that came out because he was kind of big at the time because he had, I think, just, he was only on the last couple seasons of Family Ties when they had the little yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's playing. And he was like the cute little brother that Alex P. Keaton tried to make a Republican. Oh, okay. And this movie, Great. he's like playing a psychopath. So I would like to watch a little bit of that show just for nostalgia. I do sake. sometimes. Yeah. That's fun. I haven't, I literally haven't watched it. For decades, probably. So that would be kind of fun to sit down and watch. I've been going through some of those classic shows. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's do this little thing that we like to call. Oh, gee, mini Christmas. Shannon. Kathy. What is the leading cause of death for pregnant women in the U.S.? I was going to answer. But I'll wait. Number two. Although it took place in Haddonfield, Illinois, which two cities of Los Angeles was Halloween filmed? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Number three. In The Wizard of Oz, what did they use for snow in the poppy field scene? Mm. Fun. Number four. What is the central motivating factor? For cannibalism among serial killers. Motivating factor? Mm-hmm. Okay. And number five, what is the definition of a visionary serial killer? Hmm. Fun. Such light facts. Thank you I like very to much. to keep it light. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to mention that I have started a couple of books, and so I wanted to throw them out there. One is the next book in our True Crime book club that is facilitated by our friend and patron Pepper on our Discord. And this next true crime book that we are reading for that book club is called People Who Eat Darkness, the true story of a young woman who vanished from the streets of Tokyo and the evil that swallowed her up. So that's the next one we're reading. I have started. I will not say anything about it till I get to the end, but that's the next one. We'll probably have a chitty chat at the end of that around June. Our true crime book club is more like quarterly. It's like every three or so months we have a discussion around that, either text or voice, just depending on our mood. And then I also started a book called Sundial, Catriona Ward. I may have mentioned this before. So but it I, sounds familiar. I may have mentioned that I was reading it when I first started it. It's the same. For our book club, we did The Last House on Needless Street, which is the same author. 
So I'm oh, reading. Okay. Yeah. So I'm reading Sundial, which is yet another like twisty psychological horror from this author. And it's got a similar feel from it. And I will delay my comments until the end about it, but it does have a similar feel. It's definitely not the same story, but some of the same personalities, I guess you'd say, and a, a similar uh, sort of style where you're not quite sure what's going on and not a, you can tell it's not reliable. <laughs> gotcha. So if you don't like that, it's probably not going to be for you, but it's, uh, I'm reading it and I'm now I'm concentrating on it because last time I think I told you guys that I finished Whispers in the Dark finally, so that one's off my table. And we had finished something else that we were reading with the, um, oh, the true crime. I finished one of those. I finished something for our, our main book club, our horror book club. So I felt like, okay, the decks were clear. Yeah. So now I'm actually kind of driving to finish this one. So, Got it. So hopefully soonish we will be talking about that one. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm also reading a book as well. Tell us. Um, it's a longer one. So it's taken me, it, it's hard because we have all these other books that we're reading for our thing it's um, great but it's very rich it is All and I'm, I'm gonna take this one on the plane with me Good. by the time i oh you'll finish it for sure yeah because i think i have like 500 pages left you'll it's be a long giving one. it you'll be giving it away in africa <laughs> yeah so this one's called um summer of night by dan simmons who is uh, a, a big fan of and writes very similarly to stephen king in the summer, it's the summer of 1960, and in the small town of Elmhaven, Illinois, five 12-year-old boys are forging the powerful bonds that a lifetime of change will not break. From sunset bike rides to shaded hiding places in the woods, the boys' days are marked by all of the secrets and silences of an idyllic middle childhood. But amid the sun-drenched cornfields of their loyalty will be uh, pitilessly tested when a long, silent bell peels in the middle of the night the townsfolk now know it marks the end of their carefree days from the depths of the old central school a hulking fortress tinged with the mahogany scent of coffins an invisible evil is rising strange and horrifying events begin to overtake everyday life spreading terror through the once idyllic town determined to exorcise this ancient plague mike Dwayne, dale harlan and kevin must wage a war of blood okay yeah, so How it's, is it so far? it's really fun. And, you know, it has the same character development of, like, the kids in It. Okay. Right? Where, like, so they're all fine. riding their bikes and they're running into shit. And they're like, who? why is that there? And, you know, Dwayne went out last night. Did you hear what happened? to the, oh, like, so you love that. I too. love it. Yeah, you love that, the the teenage kid thing. And yeah, these are these kids are, like, like I think middle school age or, or maybe, like, freshmen in high school. Freshmen in high school. But it has that same small town where they're all kind of like summer of 84, just like right, they're getting Stephen into King shit. Vibes, yeah. yeah, they're getting into shit. Stand and by me and yeah. all this stuff. And of course, no one's believing them. You <laughs> okay. know, the vibes. So, yeah, the vibes. Nice. So far, so good. I'm glad. So yeah, that's some of the books we're reading. I've got some other books I'm reading, but you know what? We can only do so much. <laughs> I saw a movie called Swallowed from 2022. It just came out on streaming. It's a horror thriller. Uh, it has LGBTQ vibes, so it, it has that representation in it. It follows two best friends on their final night together with a nightmare of drugs, bugs, and horrific intimacy. <laughs> yes. So the horror vibes of this are bugs. So there's bugs. 
And if you don't like bugs, or if you're scared of bugs, then you should probably watch this because there's, you know, that's going on. Jenna Malone is in this. She's got a very small part, and it's a little bit different for her, actually. Uh, but she is not, definitely not the main character of this, And and but she does play uh, a minor role. There's not very many people in this. It's it's very kind of indie in the way it is, but it's good production quality. Okay. Sort of thing. It's just not, you know, there's like, three settings and four people, you know, it's just not a big, but Cooper cook or it's K O C H he's in this and he is quite the handsome guy. And I, and they really, they capitalize on that. Let's just put it that way. And I found this very intriguing. I enjoyed this movie. I mean, enjoy is really the word. He has like a maniacal smile. It's not like a fun, movie in that way it's more like oh wow holy shit but i felt that the tension was really good i was definitely not expecting well i wasn't exactly expecting the way it ended so that's always nice when it's a little bit different but what i would say about it is that the performances were super solid and that makes a big difference to me you guys find i mention that a lot like if the if the Performances are really good. I can forgive several things. But I felt like the story tracked pretty pretty well. I gave it a three out of five stars, and I actually gave it like I liked this movie. Like I would watch it again, especially if you're trying to find things that have bugs in it type of thing. It's very simple. I would say it's one of those movies that you would probably say it's simple but effective. It didn't like overcomplicate itself. Cool. It wasn't trying to be 45 different things and and trying to throw every horror trope in it. It's an isolation horror. Like I said, there's only like four people in it. Uh, it has LGBT vibes and there's body horror, but not in a gory way. It's not gory and graphic, but yeah. there is body horror because the bugs and blah, blah, blah. It's more about how your imagination is made to squirm, pun okay. intended. Pun intended. Uh, it's slow. It's realistic though. It's I thought it was well-paced. I wanted them, of course, to take it a little bit more over the top <laughs> because, you know, creature type of things. It's not really a creature feature, but of course it would have been fun. But it's a solid, it's solid the way it is. It's the same director that did The Ruins. Oh, okay. That's so, probably why Jenna Malone's in it. Probably and probably why there's like some kind of organic, you know, there's an organicity to it. Like, you know, The Ruins was plant-based and this is about bugs and... My favorite line is, you dick teased the wrong queen, bitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my um, that's my review. I watched a really fun one. Haven't seen Lauren Holly in much in a long time. And I like her because she has no issues with playing into what she's good at. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Which is either the... Because she, you know, she always plays a very hypersexualized character and she like really leans into the sadism in this one. But this is a movie called Dead Shack. It's horror. I don't know if I would label it as, I guess it is a horror comedy. I didn't think it was that ha-ha funny, but yeah. it definitely had, you know, I want to say that it is Canadian. On a weekend getaway at a rundown cottage in the woods, a 14-year-old teen, his best friend and his best friend's older sister, must work together to save their hard-partying parents from their predatory person in the cabin next to them. It's a zombie film. (laughs) Um, And Lauren Holly has to feed her zombie family. 
And she is. Which uh, lends itself to a comedy. Which lends itself to a comedy. <laughs> and she dresses like SWAT and goes out and, Sweet. you know, kills people and feeds them to her family. And Alrighty. the dad, who is played by Donovan Stinson, is really, really fantastic in oh, this. Oh, that's um, amazing. And so I, I had a really, this is a fun one. If you if you can lean into the horror comedy, I know not everybody likes it, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was super entertaining. And uh, <laughs> sometimes sometimes the humor is like kind of like you had described Cocaine Bear a couple weeks ago. Sometimes the, the jokes fall flat, but overall it's relatable. It's funny. It's That sounds like it's a, a good ride. time, right? Yeah. Well, it just sounds like it's a good light. time. Yeah, yeah. And it's on Shudder, so why not check it out? Why not? I saw a movie called Nocebo 2022. It's a folk horror. And, you know, those don't always land for me. They can be a little woo-woo and kind of out there and not hold together sometimes. But this was a folk horror in the very best ways. Like, I enjoyed the slow burn. It was very creepy, but it was grounded in, and it was, and they kind of used it in the worst use of nature-based religious ritual and practices. (laughs) Like... Like the worst way you could practice any of that is what they did. So let me let me give you the description based on that. A fashion designer hires a nanny from the Philippines to assist her in caring for her family while she is suffering from what she believes is a tick-related illness. Oh, boy. Yeah, bugs again, right? I had a lot of bugs this month. The nanny uses traditional Filipino folk healing techniques to help her. But in the process of doing so, she uncovers a horrifying truth about why she is there and why her employer is actually sick. And I would just say that this Filipino actress, I I mean, I assume it's a Filipino actress, so maybe I shouldn't make that assumption, but she's this little tiny lady and she kicks serious ass in a folk horror kind of way. Mm. And she's quite scary and it's definitely like a revenge situation and it's definitely got that kind of city urban American white people privilege going on and what and what happens with that when you uh, get your comeuppance and it's kind of brutal and I kind of loved it so yeah I did a three out of five where it's like really solid flick I folk horror is it's hit or miss for me folk horror is one of those genres that it's every now and then I'll really like it, but sometimes it's a little too slow for me. Me too, but this really lands. Good. So I think it's worth it. Yeah, that's great. I watched a movie, it's a Spanish movie called Don't Listen. It's on Netflix. Daniel and Sarah have a nine-year-old son, Eric, and they've just moved to a new home, not knowing the neighbors call it the house of the voices. Eric is the first one to notice the odd noises behind each door. This is certainly a film about grief. It's a haunted house film. It's a little bit of a slow burn. I thought that it was a good story, and I thought that there was a creep enough of a creep factor. A lot of these movies have been made about couples with a young child that either loses the child to the house yep. or the child becomes possessed. Really common right now. And pregnancy yeah. horror movies. And Jesus. pregnancy horror, yeah. So this one falls in that genre. So if you which again, just like with folk horror can be hit or miss for me, but there was something really I think it was more for me, it was more atmospheric, and I feel that the the father is very believable in this role, which always helps because sometimes it's very over dramatic and mm. the tropes are too overdone. So I I think that and you can watch it either subtitled or dubbed, I believe. But I thought it was a good film. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I have seen this picture a lot. I looked it up while you were talking and I've I've seen the picture of it a lot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just keep flipping by it, I guess. Maybe because this trope of grief and kids and all of this is kind of I've just watched a lot of that along the way and, and the pregnancy horrors I'm also kind of sick of. So but very much. You'd say this one is worth it? I thought so. Yeah. Okay, great. I did. I also watched a movie called All Eyes. 2022, a disgraced podcast host interviews an eccentric farmer who claims to have a monster living in the woods near his house. So I did not have a lot of hopes for this one. So I went in not expecting anything. That may have helped, but I also kind of enjoyed this movie. Like I wouldn't necessarily sit down and watch it again, but here's the thing. There's this older guy, the farmer, right? And his name is Don. And (laughs) Don is everything like he is the he is hilarious like this is supposed to be a horror comedy and it's really not that funny but he's hilarious and the way he has set up everything is really great so I would watch it just for him this is a smorgasbord of like subgenres. they I feel like this was like a new I don't know but it feels like a new filmmaker that just threw everything in the movie thinking like he'd never make another movie but the comedy and the creature once 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 that kind of emerges and they do they do emerge like you do get a creature it's just better than i expected i was okay. looking for something ridiculous and this wasn't it in other words i was we you know i was pushing play on like oh i want to watch trash yeah you know how it happens yeah i'm like i want to watch some trash and then you're and like you, this isn't trash and you kind of gauge and you try to say like oh this has got to be trash and then it really wasn't so just know that's where i was coming from okay when you go like that wasn't very good, but it was way better than, than you expected. expected. I mean, yeah, yeah it's you, you have to describe the context, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Uh, let's go for some answers. Yeah. <laughs> when will you ever get sick of speaking of pregnancy? Yeah, I know. You see how we did that? What is the leading cause of death for pregnant women in the United States? I believe it's homicide. Being, but, uh, I'm, I was wondering if you were going to go like domestic violence, specifically to like being killed by their partners, because I murder. know that's kind of... That's where a lot of the homicide comes from. Heavy when you're... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured, but I don't know. This Pretty sad. Steps. Yeah, That's the number sad. one. Yes, it is. Uh, although it took place in Haddonfield, Illinois, which two cities of LA was Halloween filmed? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. The first one surprised me. The second one didn't because it looks like Haddonfield. Um, okay. West Hollywood is the first one. Okay. And Pasadena. Oh, Pasadena. Pasadena. If people sure. have never been to Pasadena. It has an old town East Coast vibe if it's set up right. It's very classic. It is. That's where like Bird Box was filmed. It's got and, a lot of old money and mm-hmm. a lot of classic buildings. And yeah. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Bird Box that I remember I was, I think I was doing my, was I still in my doctor? Maybe I was done at that point. But when that came out, that whole street where the, the house was filmed is right there in Pasadena. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Number three in the Wizard of Oz. What did they use for snow? In the poppy field scene. Well, I don't want to disparage Wizard of Oz, but I believe I remember it was like asbestos. Yeah, or so potent okay. chrysotile asbestos. So super. 
Yeah. Is that is this before we knew it was bad for you? I'm I'm guessing like there was uh, a time. Yeah, I mean the Tin Man, used... the original Tin Man almost died from the lead in the paint. I mean, yeah, there was a time when all of our houses had asbestos in them, and you know, and they still do. But yeah. as long as you don't uncover them, uncover it, it's fine. Yeah, that's right. You just don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah. So Bird Box was way after my doctor. That was 2018 when that came out. That was oh, a, okay. had a big draw in Pasadena at that time. Number four, what is the central motivating factor for cannibalism among serial killers? Well, I could get all like psychological about You're it. You're probably but... right. <laughs> what do you go with it? I mean, I'm, mm, I wasn't going to go psychological. I had like a factual thing, but well, I think they want to become you or meld with you or in, obviously ingest you and own you and have them be a part of you. I don't know. Yeah, they, they want to take you everywhere. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Carry you around their it's pocket. The, the loneliness. They become part of you. What would Kathy do? Dahmer was saying, what would Kathy do? Let me eat her and hold her in my pocket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other answer I was going to give was like calories. <laughs> Yes. But, you know, protein. Like a, like a, like a, like you'd eat any animal was kind of where my, I don't know, the other side of my brain was going. Go ahead. Number five, what is a visionary serial killer? They hear voices and see visions? Yeah. Well, along the lines of that, yeah. So one who believes that a separate entity is commanding them to kill. Sure. Yeah. Let's not blame ourselves. Ooh. I'm not in charge. The dog told me to do it. That is correct. <laughs> What's his face? Yeah. What was his name? Was it Gacy? No. No, it was the... Um... Oh my God, what was his name? <laughs> they did a whole movie on him. Well, they did a movie on all of them. That's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> well, let's look it up. David Berkowitz. Thank you. <laughs> the son of Sam. Son of Sam. Damn it. Son of Christ. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> Thank Christ, you so I don't much. Think Christ had a son. Okay. <laughs> He did and died for our sins. Isn't that Christ? <clears throat> yeah. And the son of Christ? Jesus Christ. And the son of Christ? Christ? Okay. Yeah. I mean. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Terror Talk with a Bible lesson thrown in. My name is Shannon. <laughs> and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. 